2: They use bad language and mixed company. They're extremely rich, and they can flash more bling than most posses
0: in this room. I know exactly who that is. That's the mother f- that loses every god game. <laughs> That's Kirk Cousins. <laughs> so, get it rid of Wow.
3: Bros! Come on, I love you, bros. Does everybody have to be crazy today? Now get me, Saviour!
2: Well, the dress rehearsal before the dress rehearsal is over, and now we get to... Watch the Commanders do a little game planning, even if it is just for an exhibition game. But it comes up next Saturday, this after the practice at FedEx Field this past Saturday night. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Bob Matthews. Delighted to have you with us here on the Hockey Podcast Network, where, of course, thanks to our good friends at DraftKings, uh, we get to multitask for you. Speaking of FedEx, we are going down to the field in just a few minutes and we are going to be joined down there on the field by our good friend, Mr. Chris Russell, from uh, the team 980 up in D.C. Rooster is out at the practice with us tonight. So we're going to get his uh, impressions of what he saw both tonight and what he has seen so far. And it has been an interesting training camp so far. Uh, by the way, in uh, b- before we get to Russell, we are also going to get you your exclusive locker room access. We will have, we will have, uh, we will hear from head coach Ron Rivera. We will also hear from Carson Wentz, and we will hear from Terry McWarren. So, if you didn't get to make it up to FedEx, some of the notes that uh, I took last night when I was up there. Um, it was interesting to watch it. First time that I've gotten to see this team in person. And there were some good things and there were some bad things. Uh, let's start with Carson Wentz, of course. Um, the first thing you notice about Wentz is that he's tall. He, he is tall and he looks like a quarterback. Uh, he had an up and down day. Um, he missed quite a few guys. Uh, especially in individual drills, which is something that you really don't want to see. And if it was somebody else, uh, maybe you'd be a little bit more concerned by it. But uh, I am going to give Wentz the benefit of the doubt because I've never thought that he was quite as bad as everybody made him out to be at the end of last year. He, while he had some... uh, He had some overthrows last night. He also had some highlights. He threw a touchdown pass to Terry McLaurin during red zone work in the back of the end zone, which was good. He also uh, threw a really nice long ball to a guy named uh, Mark and Michelle, uh, about uh, 50 yards uh, for a touchdown. And that was interesting because Taylor Heineke threw the exact same pattern a little while earlier. And I think it was to Michelle as well, who had the D back, the defensive back, beat by like five steps. But Heineke just doesn't have as big an arm. The ball hung up there for a little bit longer, and the back, the D back, was able to come by. You know, was able to come back, and he was able to break it up. So you know, that's the thing that you're gonna get with Carson Wentz this year. He is gonna do some really good stuff, and he's gonna do some really bad stuff. But what I saw last night really doesn't and again at this point at on in you know, the going into the second week in August, doesn't really make me change my mind about what the commanders have. And that's that what I really believe they have, talent wise at least, not results wise and not between the head wise, but talent wise, this is probably the most talented quarterback they've had maybe since nineteen ninety nine in the modern era and i define that as about the year 2000 onward Carson Wentz is the best quarterback talent wise this team's had it's he's the first quarterback since 99 to have a super bowl ring and yes granted i know he was on injured reserve but he won 11 of those first 13 games that year for the eagles he got him started nick foles brought him home just as just as critical you know his play as foles was that year so it, it will just, it, it's, it's going to be a roller coaster with Wentz this year. I firmly believe that. I really liked watching Brian Robinson, uh, the rookie out of Alabama run. He runs hard, and he was, he was bruising out there when he was running. I think that you're really going to like what you see out of him, especially between the tackles. Cam Curl is looking really, really good in the Buffalo Nickel position as well as obviously at strong safety. But I I think he is really poised to be, to have a really, really good year. Uh, One that may get him a contract extension at the end of it, at at the end of this year. Uh, Jahan Dotson looked good. Uh, did make a lot of big plays, but um, also didn't look like he was, you know, he was overmatched at all. I, I really, really like him. And uh, there was one other really interesting note that I had, uh, and I am looking for it here because I wanted to mention it. Oh, Jamin Davis. Um, I jotted his name down only because, once again, he was kind of quiet. And if you, and none of this uh, thinking is original to me, I've heard. Our good friends, uh, J.P. Finley, Pete Haley, and, and Mitch Tischler talk about this, and Ben Standig, and 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 everybody that you've uh, you know heard on terrestrial radio over the last couple of weeks. But Jamin Davis, um, while he's out there, is not making any splash plays. We talked about it with Michael Phillips last week. Um, yeah, he's out there. He's taking up space, um, not getting burnt, but not doing anything really special and like phillips said when he was on with us last week that's fine if you're a fourth or fifth round draft pick in fact you might find it to be kind of admirable if you were that but he wasn't he was what the 20th pick in the draft last year he's got to be better than that time will tell uh the team is off on monday and they will be back on the practice field at ashburn on tuesday Time to go into the locker room, get your exclusive locker room access here on the show. Uh, We're going to hear from Ron Rivera, Terry McLaurin, and Carson Wentz today. Let's go ahead and start with Rivera. As you might imagine, uh, a lot of the questions were about both Carson Wentz and how training camp has gone so far. And Rivera said so far he has been pleased and said that he was pleased with the attendance uh, from the fans on Saturday night, uh, which looked to be about maybe somewhere between eight and 10,000 there. And Rivera said it definitely gives a boost to the players.
4: Well, you know, I, I was very pleased. I, I really appreciate the fans coming out today. And, you know, what, what, what looking for is that energy, you know, and, and, and just trying to get our guys to understand that you know how important it is to have the fans out there. And how important it is for our fans to be there and bring that energy, and, and I think the players fed off it. There were some really good things. Um, one, one thing I, I hope everybody appreciated was the aggressive nature in which we played today, the way we, you know, ran the ball, the way we threw the ball downfield, things that we were doing on defense in terms of the different coverages we were using and pressures we brought. Um, this is going to be a really good tape for us to evaluate. I'm really pleased with with that, you know, and talking to the coaches as practice was was going on. About the different things that we did, you know, we 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 had a couple of live periods. Um, we 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 changed the tempo up so we we could get things going, um, and then we we kind of eased it back down just to make sure we were working on the details. Um, so we got a lot accomplished, and, and very pleased with what we did today.
2: One of the things that they need to get accomplished is to get Terry McLaurin and Carson Wentz is familiar with each other. As they can, uh, Rivera said that is a big big focus of training camp has been so far and was on Saturday night as well. A big
4: part of it you know is, 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 is really his his route running you know the timing and, and and there was there was one where he was trying to time out a, a, a ball across the middle with with um, with Carson. I don't know if you guys saw it it came a little bit high and hot. And, and he was trying to get that feel for his, you know, for, for Carson. And I think Carson was trying to heal a feel for his timing as, uh, as, as he was breaking across the middle. Um, but, you know, when you watch him and you watch him get from, from one zone to the other and, and, you know, kind of impacting the defenses as he goes through it. I mean, you have to pay attention to his speed and quickness. And it causes certain things to happen with the defenses. Um, and then when you see him with the ball in his hands, you know, just how dynamic he is.
2: As for Wentz, he said that he also echoed that theme of it's a work in progress with all the receivers, not just Terry. Uh, but obviously, you know, going into the season, I mean, Terry McLaurin is your guy. He just got a $71 million contract. He's the guy with whom uh, the fortunes of this passing game are largely going to rise and fall. And Carson says it's just about putting in the work for the two of them to get familiar with each other
4: takes time uh it takes time to develop that timing and it takes uh, a lot of conversations too you know it's you go have a rep in practice whether you hit it or you miss it you come in you watch the film and say hey this is what i was seeing this is what i was feeling um and you just talk through it um but you know again it's still early it's not perfect it's in a good place but it's going to keep getting better and so uh lots of things to keep talking through and building but uh, i feel good about where we're at
2: again it's all about it's all about the process and i guess you kind of have to trust the process, and you know, that's our job as, as fans, as people in the media. I mean, we all want to follow this obsessively from day one because, hey, it's, it's entertainment, and we, we we want to kind of, you know, give our hot takes and make our snap judgments day in and day out, which is fine. And, and you should, and you the challenge is to look at it both up close and from 35,000 feet. So, you know, are things like seeing Carson overthrow receivers and one-on-one drills problematic? Yeah, a little bit. But by the same token, um, since we're not down there on the field or in the huddles, you know, we we don't know all of the variables that contributed to one play or another. And, again, it, it is all just it, – it's it's all part of the process of getting ready – for week one. Now, obviously, you know, we've seen it in the past, you know, and so what am I looking for, say, next week, you know, Saturday? And by the way, Ron Rivera says Wentz and the starters are going to play some. Let's just see him, even though the playbook will be basic, let's see him win some battles individually, and let's see him move the ball. The one thing I've always found that you see lead to problems during the regular season is when... The first team offense against the other team's first team defense doesn't get a whole lot of accomplished on the field. Let's hope we see some of that last night. Uh, let's uh, some of that on Saturday. And uh, Ben Standing of the Athletic asked a, a really good question uh, to Carson, and that's that you know how complicated is this system compared to what he'd been running. And to his credit, Carson says that. Is it complex? Yeah, but it's nothing that he as a seventh-year veteran can't handle and have it ready to go on week one. They're all different. They're all different. Every year is different. Um, for me, year seven is, is different,
4: um, you know, especially a younger locker room, you know, kind of a veteran guy um, coming in. and um, But it feels good. Honestly, it feels good. It's been fun. Um, like we've been talking about, building that chemistry on the field but also off the field, getting to know all these guys, um, different backgrounds,
2: different things. So it's been fun. Um different every year's different but uh, it's a good different so we'll see we will see how much progress he's made with it on saturday finally we talk with terry mclaurin and little humble Bragg here i actually got a chance to ask him a question and what it so i wanted to know i asked him this goes back to what i was talking about at the beginning of the show carson wentz whether you like him or not talent wise forget production forget results talent wise is the most talented quarterback that's been in the commander's quarterback room probably since Brad Johnson. He's not a backup. He's not a journeyman. He's not a raw, way-too-inexperienced rookie. God rest Wayne Haskins' soul. Uh, he's not a veteran that whose best days are behind him and uh, likes the checkdown. He's not an unheralded fourth-round draft pick. He's not a somewhat raw but talented, you know, product that the coaching staff has to tailor make an offense for to maximize his strengths and mask his flaws. This guy is a complete quarterback. And so I asked Terry, what's it like getting the ball from Wentz as opposed to the other guys? Mm -hmm. What's different about catching a ball from him? Yeah. You're supposed to catch it, a ball from from some of the other other quarterbacks that you've played with here.
3: Definitely, I think um, Carson uh, definitely does a good job of, um, you know, putting the ball out in front of you, which is which is awesome for a receiver. Like like I said, I think for me, um, a lot of times you you rather get overthrown than underthrown. Um, obviously you have to be ready for both scenarios as a receiver, but um, even when we miss, it's not by a lot, you know what I mean? It's, he puts a lot of air under the ball, which is great for a receiver. Um, yeah, it gives you time to track the ball and his timing and the way he likes to, you know, throw the, the deep ball and the zip that he puts on the crossing routes gives you a chance to catch the ball and run with it, which is um, extremely great for us and our room to have a chance for run after the catch, which is something I think as a group we could definitely improve on. And um, I just think his veteran Saturday is something that you can't really emulate. You know what I mean? You can't really, um, you know, practice that. I think just his understanding of leverages and coverage and talking about certain adjustments, I think that comes with the experience that he has. And um, I think, you know, he said it a lot that this is maybe one of the most dynamic groups that he's had, so um, as a group, In my mind, as one of the leaders, I think we just got to continue to hands on that, give him as much confidence as possible, and uh, go out there and make the play so he can go out there and, and, and just play free when it comes Sunday. Take a break. When we come back, going down to the field
2: after practice and chatting with the Rooster, that's coming up next as the Bob Matthews Podcast rolls on. This is the Bob Matthews Podcast right here on the Hockey Podcast Network. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer with tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports. You can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet of up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to a grand. If it doesn't win, you're going to get another shot to cash in so you can throw down all the major action for baseball golf mma and more plus same game parlays spreads money lines over unders and props your betting options feel endless hey don't forget coming up next weekend guess what's back the premier league that's right premier league starts next weekend ton of soccer games on deck you can put some money down on that if you feel like it and again if those bets don't win, you have up to 1,000 in free bets if one doesn't win. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw all your cash, whatever you want. All you got to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN, make your first deposit, and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER in Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and Wyoming. 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. one 800 in Colorado and New Hampshire. 888-789-7777. Or you can go to ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. 8778 Hope NY or text Hope NY, which is 467 369 in New York. Visit opgr.org in Oregon. Call or text TN Redline 1 800 889 9789 in Tennessee or 1 888 532 3500 in Virginia. 21 and older, 18 and older in Wyoming. Physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Louisiana, Michigan, New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia. West Virginia and Wyoming only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details.
1: You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. Your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at the thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts
0: from.
2: Back here on the field post-practice, we're here with the rooster, Chris Russell. One half of Russell and Pedro on ESPN 980. Listen, Chris, no no pressure here, but uh, we had more downloads with your episode than we've had in like a month and a half. So I'm just saying. Your last last
1: appearance. I mean, I don't know if that's because of me, Bob, but thank you for uh, having me. And, you know, we're sitting out here, right? Mm -hmm. It's about a half an hour after the practice. We should salute Chase Young because he's still out here, he's circled, from what we were told, we got out here late after all the press conferences, right. He circled almost the entire field from what we were told, he's still got about, mm, maybe about 30 yards left to go before he gets out of here and probably, you know, 500 or so maybe, still fans left over all banging on the padded wall. Yeah. Let's go Chase, let's go. <laughs> you know, so this is really cool to see A, how much time he's spending with the fans and you know, still how big of a name he is. You know, despite some of the questions, I guess as we go into year three for yeah. Chase Young and Ronald Rivera too. You know, we could if we, if we if we had a professional death
2: wish, we could we could bum rush him and try to get a question in. But yeah, then we t- probably wouldn't work yeah, out well for us.
1: Probably would get us kicked off of this field. What more do you than think? like more yeah. than likely, yes, especially uh, so, me. Yeah. Well, I I mean, <laughs> listen, they don't like me much, so you know.
2: Hey, you're the rooster. You, 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 nobody ever disrespects the rooster. That's <laughs> I what I always
1: say. It. I appreciate it. So let's talk about yeah. camp.
2: Um, what you've been, you have been out here a little bit more than I have. But what have you noticed uh, about about camp so far this year?
1: Um. So, you know, the one thing I think you start with is it's definitely a work in progress for Carson Wentz, right? Right. I think we all understood that that was going to happen, and that's going to happen for probably any quarterback most years but especially one in a totally different system, totally different language, totally different team building everything. Then not getting to work with Terry and the OTAs, having to wait until training camp, or really actually, I I guess, what mid July or whatever it was when Terry went out to California with a couple of other guys, that was their first time to work together. So again, to me, Bob, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, Some of this stuff certainly was to be expected now. What you want to see is how he finished off the practice tonight, right? Much sharper towards the end, actually hitting Terry in the corner of the end zone on a shoulder, uh, on a back shoulder play. The one long bomb he had to mark on Mitchell, I thought he threw kind of flat-footed or almost like where his body was twisted and contorted as he was trying to elude a rush. And like he threw almost from a square base is what it looked like to me. I don't know if anybody else saw that, noticed that, or if I saw it right, but I did talk to Adam Kaplan, longtime NFL analyst who's here uh, and worked for ESPN, works for Sirius XM, and he basically saw the same thing. Mm -hmm. And he said it was because Carson was trying to, of course, elude a pass rush and yet he flicked the ball basically off a weird base or certainly not with his normal traditional stance and base and fundamentals and flicked it 50-plus yards in the air with a snap of a finger. So that's, you know, in talking to people around the league, the one thing that you get about Carson from almost everybody is they think he's a little misunderstood, maybe more aloof than certainly a a hard guy to deal with. That's number one. Number two... He's going he's gonna to blow your mind at times. Case in point, that play we were just talking about. Right. And then he's going to make you blow a head gasket at times because he's going to do something that you just shouldn't do at his experience level and with his God-given skills. Right. Sometimes you're going to have to live with that if – You want the good, right? It's a matter of balance and finding that happy balance. That being said, you know that's obviously the big story on offense. I think the speed and explosiveness potential at wide receiver is something that I think we should all be paying attention to. I really like Brian Robinson. I have since May, uh, and I had some good runs today. Absolutely, but I thought even now, you know, I didn't see him as much in in camp because I've been limited in terms of how much I can go out there. So tonight I got a really good look at him, but I had watched him closely in, in May and June, and I talked to Randy Jordan about him. Uh, as minicamp wrapped up, they are really, really, really high on him. Now, listen, I don't think you should expect him to come in and have 200 carries or anything like that, but if he can have, you know, 125, 150 carries, and they, that allows them to use Antonio Gibson in a different way, maybe putting less stress on Antonio's body, maybe less stress on him with the ball security, I think that's going to be a big thing. The other thing to watch out for, you know, tight end and linebackers, they are really thin at both of those positions. So, you know, we'll see as this goes along in terms of what this team looks like. And we have so long to go. I mean, we're we're still a week away from the preseason opener (laughs) for crying out loud. You know, we'll be back here next Saturday, and then we'll have a little bit more of the puzzle. And even then we'll say, but we're still so far away from September 11th. And then when September 11th against the Jaguars happens, we'll say, yeah, but we're so far away from, like, even knowing enough about Carson Wentz and the commanders and so on and so forth and where this program is going. So, you know, look, I, I say everything I say grant us all time, yeah. relax, back up, enjoy a little bit of optimism and hope, pray that nobody <laughs> right. gets injured, uh, you know, get 99 back on the field would help. Uh, you know, that's not gonna happen right away, obviously, but you know, like like, hopefully this organization is heading in the right direction, is what I would say. We're, you know, we're out here,
2: Chase Young is still signing autographs oh. and stuff, and, and we're looking at him. Uh, how does he look to you? You've seen him a lot more than I have. I mean, does he look like a guy that's
1: going to be back week five or week six? I, I would say probably not likely before then, mm. but I would still say there's some question in my mind whether he'll truly be ready to go for week five or week six. Now, you got to remember, uh, Week six is a short week against the Bears on the road on Thursday night football. So if he doesn't play by week five, there's almost no chance he plays right. week six, right? So that's, to me, the line of demarcation. Like, And, of course, it depends on how they kind of, you know, what list they put him on. They could put him on IR. They could put him on season pup, assuming that he doesn't practice. But here's the thing. If you put him on physically unable to perform so that you still have an IR option on him later on if you needed it, Like if if, if you do that, then he can't practice. He can't practice not only in training camp, in early September, uh, he can't practice while he's on that list. Then you kick off a 21 day window in which he can practice after he misses the four games. Well, if you're just kicking that off, and again, I mentioned Tennessee and then Chicago on a short week, very unlikely you would see him, in my opinion, until at least week six. But I could be wrong. I'm not a doctor. I don't play one on the radio. <laughs> I'm just telling you what I think and what I feel, and right. trying to match it up with some common sense. Curtis Samuel, I guess our big
2: hope now is that when they hit the practice field on Monday, he is actually out at practice and not working mm-hmm. on the uh, on the ever-present side field. And what I, what? I mean, what is that? I mean, you know, it's again we're 13 months right. from the groin injury. Right. Why are I? ramping up ramping down i
1: understand not being in football shape and right. everything but
0: right
1: you know it, it should we start to get worried yeah i mean i think you should absolutely be concerned i am i mean why 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 shouldn't you they, they'll say you're crazy for not being concerned sorry I, that doesn't work for me i've been yeah. around this organization too long been around just this regime and, and ron's not a doctor either you right. know and ron sometimes has to play one and he Doesn't always give out the most clear, concise, right, correct, whatever information because he gets aggravated with answering questions. So what I would say is this. Whatever program they're on, ramp on, ramp off, wax on, (laughs) on, whatever, Mr. Miyagi style, I mean, they can do whatever the hell they want to do because whatever they did last year didn't work. Now, what they did last year at this time, if you remember, he didn't do anything at all until, like, maybe a week and a half or so before the opener. Then he goes out and he has a couple of good practices. They think he's going to be ready. And then immediately, he, go, he the Wednesday before the Chargers opener, uh, regular season practice number one, if you will, he once again gets injured. Then they got to shut him down on IR. Then they rush him back for week four against Atlanta, and I was shocked by that. I was stunned how quickly and aggressively they rushed him back, but they couldn't wait to get him in the lineup, and he played well against Atlanta. Right. They said he played too much that re-injured or re-aggravated something and that led to the mishmash after that now this year they say it's not the groin but then there's been back tightness there's been hamstring tightness there's been general body soreness in may in june in july in august what have you until i see it bob i you know i mean i wouldn't count on it yeah like all you can do is hope that he will figure out a way through this new up down program you know like a yo-yo they have him on you know, to be healthy. But I would never really count on Curtis Samuel until you s- start to see, like, I don't know, four games in a row <laughs> uh, and- and, and how about four, practices, uh, in about four practices in a row How uh, about four practices in a row before we get to four games, You're right. Okay. But I wouldn't count on it. Final question.
2: Is this team, do you think- Now, uh, I'll put it to you like this. Does this team have the potential to be a playoff team based on what we've seen so far in training camp?
1: Um, I mean only I think only if Carson is a lot more consistent and accurate and and in rhythm than he has been by all accounts. People I've talked to, people that, you know, have seen the practices, the couple of practices that I've been able to see. Um I, I, I think that ultimately will be the only way I could see them being, you know, better than uh you know the eagles or the cowboys or the packers uh the vikings are my surprise team Mm. or my under the radar team you know the the buccaneers maybe the saints and then the whatever comes out of the nfc west which you would presume would be the rams and you know and 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 the the 49ers or the the cardinals Cardinals. or maybe all three and you know and and that's going to obviously push some things around if if that is the case the bottom line is is Carson Wentz is going to bring them to the playoffs, or he's probably going to largely contribute to them not making the playoffs. I think the defense will be much better, especially on the back end, than they were last year. Easier schedule, lack of a gauntlet of quarterbacks. Uh, they're more experienced, they're more on the same page, better communication. Of course, the pass rush needs to be better. They need to be a lot better on third down. They can't have the merry go round at kicker. I mean, that all contributed. COVID, off the field nonsense. Yeah. I mean, it it all contributed to the seven and ten record last year. That team should have probably been, you know, nine and eight if if a lot of that stuff didn't happen. Now that being said, some of it's going to happen no matter what, right? It, right. It's going to happen. But can we have half of it happen instead uh. of all of it happen? And if half of it happens, and if Carson Wentz is about what he was in Indianapolis last year, maybe slightly better, then I think this team makes the playoffs somehow, some way.
2: Chris Russell from the ESPN 980, the team, 980. Thank you so much, Rooster, for joining us. I appreciate it. We will catch up with you soon.
1: Thank you, Bob. Always a pleasure to be with you, uh, and great to be uh, with everybody out here at FedEx Field.
2: Always appreciate it when the Rooster stops by, and believe me, we'll be talking to him as the year progresses as well. Hey, thanks for joining us. we got to get on out of here. Commanders, Panthers, next Saturday, FedEx Field, we will be there. We will have exclusive locker room access for you again, plus a whole lot more. And more coming up from training camp later in the week. Have a good start to your week, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Remember, like the watchman once said, if you're on your bike tonight, as always, do wear white.
0: Time for a change Killed the saw And its ministers And his station Screamin' big I rode a tank Held a general's rank When the blitzkrieg raged And the fire i mm-hmm.